Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 41 of season three of This Osteopathic Life. We are on day 14 of the daily podcast adventure, a little bit of a discrepancy in the day on which this is recorded, playing the time zone game, and that might be its own episode to go through that all. I'll give a brief summary. I have traveled out west to Ojai, California for the Physician Coaching Summit with the Institute for Physician Wellness, and I was meant to arrive at 5.40 Pacific Standard Time and meet up with my dear coach friend and make my way to the resort to settle in and go to the reception and prepare for the morning. And as life and timing would have it, my flights in Chicago were delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And so it's about five hours later than planned. And so I'm riding my time zone fluidity and Dr. Funky, don't come after me for this. I am going to be on Pacific time right now to complete this. And then I'm going to move into Eastern time in the morning as I have the honor and privilege of leading a workout to open up the event both tomorrow and the following day. And so this episode, we're going to get through those final two components of the activation process. And I don't say get through. This seems like a laborious obligation, but we're going to experience and express and transcend and put together this activation process. We're going to see the whole, right? And that's really what it is when we're going through this in real time in the course. And in any case, I just wanted to take that moment and see that today was an opportunity for me to apply so many of these concepts. So the day started quite early. And my husband took me to the airport. It was relatively smooth leaving from a small airport. The flight to Chicago was on time, no major issues. I had this sense when I first arrived that I should attempt to get on. There was an earlier flight leaving for Denver. And I thought maybe I should just try to get on that. I had this feeling that the flight on which I was scheduled wasn't going to leave, but can't say why. I don't know that I identify as having any psychic capabilities, but I just had this sense that it wasn't going to happen. And I had two objectives on the day. Well, let's say three, getting to the event on this day. I've been to events where I've had to miss the first day and the first portion. And when you're contributing, that becomes a little bit more of an issue. So that was objective one. Objective two was that I wanted to dine at Root Down in the Denver International Airport, one of my favorite spaces and meals. And number three was to get a workout in. And that could be in one of those stops. I had a really lengthy layover anticipated in Denver. 
but I found out that the airport there didn't allow for day passes to their gym, so that became a little more complicated. And what happened is that in the Chicago layover, I was actually able to access a day pass hotel gym there and had a brief workout that I learned could have been longer because the delays kept going and going. But in the grand scheme of things, it all played out in the best way and in a way that was actually quite functional. Workout, check. Route down arrival, check. I had to go on a later flight. So I missed the arrival and reception, but I'm here on the night before. And I actually got to meet another course participant and share a ride and share the experience and also had an interesting engagement on the flight. And that definitely will be its own episode on the final flight into Santa Barbara. And so in any case, the point of this is to see that there's always an opportunity to apply these concepts. And I could be disappointed and frustrated with the day, totally allowable, totally reasonable, right? Hours and hours and hours of waiting and not knowing. And that little bits, we talk about death by a thousand cuts sometimes. And had we known that it was going to be five hours in Chicago, you could arrange for that, right? People could go off site, they could settle in somewhere. For me, I often get into a flow state and work in the airport. It was harder to do because it was these little doses in this uncertainty, in this anticipation, in this waiting and hypervigilance because you wanted to make sure you didn't miss the reboarding and the rebooking and then having to troubleshoot versus I had the same amount of time layover in Denver anticipated, but because that one was fixed and known, it became a little easier to wrap your head around and engage with. And so as we walk through for this final time here for this series of episodes, the activation process, let's just see where we've been. Let's notice the ways these can apply to various situations and recognize that that's where we're actually going to go here on number 11 of the activation process. So we assess, we take inventory of what is, and on this day, I can say, I have these three flights. I have this origin. I have this destination. I have these objectives. I can recognize them as expectations that I'm holding. And I have delays that are happening, right? There was a piece of equipment on the plane that wasn't working properly, right? It didn't meet the safety checks. And you don't want to take a chance on that being an issue. Right, so that's where I can take inventory of it. Then acknowledge, clarifying the relationship of what I observe. This is where I begin to think about it. This is terrible. This is a waste of time. I could be doing so much more with my time. And those thoughts did come through. So remembering that when we do this work and when we practice becoming a noticer and a more active selector of our thoughts, recognizing how they can shape our results, those don't automatically go away and they don't have to go away. It's okay to think that, right? And I did a few times think, oh, right, had I just known, I would have stayed and finished my rowing workout in the gym in addition to the shortened barbell workout that I implemented so that I could get back in time for that second boarding out of three boardings. But we didn't know in that time. And it's okay. Both of those are okay. It's okay to have those thoughts. I wish I could have spent more time in the gym, right? And it's okay to also recognize that you can shape the experience. And so if you're thinking this is terrible and this is a horrible day and I can't believe this and of course this would happen, noticing the energy, right? And that shifts us into the awakened space. What energy comes from that? And so while I might feel frustrated or disappointed when I think, 
oh, I could have had a whole other workout in the gym. That can be fleeting, right? That can be short-lived. And I can recognize that that's a feeling I'm having because of the thought that I have, and it's okay, totally reasonable. I can notice that my energy can lend itself more to anger and annoyance, and that might shift my behaviors. So if I let myself think, I can't believe this is happening, this always happens to me, this is unfair, what a waste of a day, the energy begins to shift. And from there, you can start to take it out on others, be less kind to the people around you. And what I wanted to note about the day was that everyone was actually pretty understanding. And this might be increased tolerance, right, from not being able to travel. So maybe this is the first time people are traveling. And so they have a greater bandwidth and a margin for this just for the act of being out and about. We might think that can make our temper shorter. It's like, I haven't gotten to travel at all. And now this is how it's going. But overall, everyone was quite kind to one another, considerate, making space, saying pleases and thank yous, talking to the booking agents politely. And I didn't see every person in every interaction, but on the whole, that's how it was. And I will say, as we move into allow and embracing what is present and letting all feelings come through, the disappointment, the frustration, the annoyance, the contentment with it, right? not necessarily the pleasure or enjoyment of the delay, but making peace with it, right? not resisting what is. Troubleshooting, yes, and I did. I actively called to put myself on a different flight because it became clear that I wasn't going to make my connection or that the connection was going to be so close that I wouldn't get to meet objective number two of dining at Root Down at DIA. And so I actively did that. So frustration or peace with what is doesn't mean not doing anything about it, but it means coming at it from a different energy, a different emotional space. And I was in a conversation with the assistance, you know, through United. And I did have a moment where I challenged what they were telling me because it didn't seem consistent or congruent. It seemed like an argument that didn't necessarily hold water. And I did so in a respectful way, acknowledging what they were saying, offering to them my experience of it. And that worked too. And I could see how, had I been allowing in more thoughts of how this shouldn't be how it is, my engagement may have been different. It probably has been different in previous interactions. So as we move into appreciate, we gain insight as to why this is present. And so we can look at that. I still got to meet all the objectives, right? The workout wouldn't have happened had the delays not happened. And yes, they could have been enhanced, but with the time that we had available, it worked. And the shift in the second delayed flight meant I got to have food at the restaurant and meet this new person that I wouldn't have otherwise. And we could talk about the success experienced with that. And those could be expansions of the insight we just covered, right? And just seeing that even if all the things planned for the to-do today didn't happen, this act of embracing what is, making peace with it, actually could be a great gift. Looking at align and orienting to the results you seek, remembering what those primary factors were and seeing how my thoughts can help to shape that. So I'm committed to getting a workout in. And you might think, well, if you're saying you're going to get there on the day, how much of that can you control? 
right? And that's the space where it is. I control as much as I can. I advocate for myself. And that's upcoming here, right? I became my own ally in this space and said, here's the fight. Here's what I'm looking for. Here's my ultimate goal. And so there is that way that we can have our own back and then accelerate. And remember that one doesn't mean go faster in the direction you're anticipating. It can mean slow down. (laughs) And what an example of that today, right? There was definitely some slowing down, but I did get to be in that moment. And I was grateful that at no point was I rushing through and running around any airport, right? So we could look at either of those shorter connections and hustling to get through or lengthier connections, longer overall travel day, but get there with a little more peace, calm, and collectedness. And so that brings us to apply. And we're already really stepping into this, seeing the potential everywhere. So recognizing the universality of thoughts and feelings, everyone is experiencing them all the time. There were all kinds of them happening today. Many of us had common ones, right? Just that thought of, oh, if only we had just known from the start that it was going to be four hours, five hours, we could have done so much more with that time. Just tell us. And thinking about that, that is a common thought in frustrating situations or situations in which we are feeling frustrating, right? Because we're acknowledging that it's not the situation itself. It's our response to it. It's that sense of just tell me, right? Be straight with me. Give me an update. Let me know what's going on. That is usually what people are looking for. Transparency, clarity, communication, updates, trusting them to handle whatever information you're going to give and not keeping it from them. In this current situation, there was really no more information to be given. It was all an unknown in moment by moment and play by play. But just recognizing optimizing communication can be so key. Seeing that these principles can apply in all situations from an extensive goal at work to personal relationships to what might seem a mundane experience of travel and flight delays and these practical, predictable, seemingly, right, predictably unpredictable, if that makes sense, experiences that these components of the activation process are available to you in any of these situations to allow you to engage in a different way, to reclaim your own power in that space by owning what you can control which oftentimes really is, first and foremost, our response to whatever is happening at any moment in time. And how fitting as I head into the Physician Coaching Summit, where I'm going to share, I'm going to teach, I'm going to empower my colleagues, and I'm going to learn and listen and gain skills from their excellence and expertise and experience. And in so doing, I see there's always an opportunity to apply these principles. So finally, we come to amalgamate where we review the process and we have walked through it here today. And what we also notice is that absolutely, you could take any one of these and spend some time with them and have a benefit from it. And you can also see that synergistic effect of all of them put together, right? Seeing that power of synergy, and seeing that you can absolutely take these with you anywhere you go. And you can also take all of you anywhere that you go. And what I want to talk about in this space is also dreaming from the future. So seeing 
the effects living into if I do this, if I take these skills forward, if I embrace these concepts in a wide variety of situations, what does that look like for me? What is the effect and the impact of that? And recognizing the power of amalgamation, of putting it all together. And one quote that I share, I share a lot of quotes in the weekly teachings when we run this as a 12-week program. Confusion comes from trying to amalgamate several conflicting ideas. And that is from Eero Saarinen. And this one really struck me. We talk a lot about resonance. And I shared with you that there were some challenges for me today. And we could look at different words for confusion. Maybe frustration as well. Or maybe dejectedness. Perhaps annoyance, whatever it might be, especially in this time when we do have a lot of conflicting opinions and approaches and noticing that that dissonance, that sense of discomfort around it is because we try to put things together. We try to make them make sense. When we have a lot of conflicting ideas, that can be really difficult, right? It doesn't feel right. There's no resonance there and that can challenge us. And so if you're experiencing a time where you feel confused or you feel frustrated or flabbergasted comes up for me, notice where there might be some conflict in the ideas that you're trying to put together. And it might be trying to integrate yours with another's, right? or it might be hearing one person offer up different ideas that are in conflict with each other. That might happen for you. Right? As you're exploring goals and what you want to do, and that's a space too where we can tap into values and how that comes up for us. And if it isn't resonating, if it does feel confusing, is it because we're putting things together that really don't belong together? They don't mesh together. And deciding through all of this, what does it mean? What does it look like? What will it take? for you to bring your whole self wherever you go, to be your whole self wherever you are. And what does that look like? What about that might be scary or intimidating? What might feel too vulnerable to venture into? And where can you begin to allow yourself to experiment, to test the waters, to expand beyond perhaps that safest space where you already take and be your whole self and take that one degree outside that most comfortable space and try it on. See what it's like. See what it is you're afraid of. See if you have to hold on to that. See what might actually open up for you if you allow yourself to be fully present in that space. And as you come through this, As you look back on the whole of the activation process, do take a moment and see what comes up for you. See how you can combine, perhaps take different components of it and put them together in a daily practice, an exercise for you in a mini toolbox to help you address situations as they come up spontaneously. If you have a goal to which you are working if you have an upcoming difficult conversation to have, how can you bring them with you as support in those spaces? 
and see how your unique approach is so valuable and can be expressed so fully, so completely through this experience. I'm going to wrap it up here because while I am embracing my time zone fluidity, I'm going to honor the sleep that is available to me and embrace that. And I'm going to welcome you to share your experience of the activation process, how you're putting it into action for yourself. This is Dr. Millie Beaky with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.